What's happening guys, Daniel here. Quick intro to this podcast. We have decided to call this podcast How to Become Lucky. And we never really know what exactly we're going to be talking about with these podcasts. So I like to give a quick intro. But what we are actually talking about here is making changes to your unconscious, i.e. Removing fear from your unconscious mind in order to make yourself more magnetic. And we're talking about magnetic in the sense of law of attraction, manifestation, all that kind of woo stuff. And when you are making changes to your unconscious mind, it feels like you are becoming more lucky. So that's what this podcast is about. Enjoy. Magisterium. Zero, zero, 001 Daniel Billsborough speaking introducing Callum McNabb How are we going guys? How are we Welcome. doing? Welcome. Callum is the co-founder of Magisterium. Today we're going to be talking about inner alchemy. Cal, I've got a question for you though. What do people think that you are? Like for example, people think I'm a photographer. What do people think you are? Oh, I am uh, my previous uh, line of expertise was in basketball coaching. I worked as a basketball coach for about 10 years. I ended up uh, being the top of a domestic club as a development officer, as the head coach of um, all the top sort of boys programs. I worked at a representative club, coached up to a, a ones team there. Um, just before COVID hit in, I had um, a bit of a, a business as well myself that I uh, co-founded with a couple of other dudes. Well, I actually joined along and um, helped them out. Basketball business? This is a basketball business and we... To dominate the world. To dominate the world. That was our primary of objective. Basketball but coaching. the other <laughs> objective was just to develop players and we did a lot of... Um, yeah, we sort of run um, camps, holiday camps, trainings, cool. a lot of one-on-one stuff. And that's that was my yeah my previous work life. of expertise, previous life before. So the world labels you as a basketball coach? Uh, previously it did yeah okay. still people definitely well, still know music here's why sure. I ask right here's why I ask at a certain point people ask you like well, what are, what do you do what do you how do you what do you call yourself right so when I finished university I was like I work at Hewlett Packard so I'm a IT engineer I work in IT is what I used to say and then I had to ask oh well, I started doing photography and um, at a certain point in time I had to tell people well, I'm a photographer. So now we're talking about none of those things. <laughs> no. That we're talking about inner alchemy, energy inner alchemy. mastery, self-awareness, fear, truth, love, light. And um, I don't know. I don't know what to label myself anymore, Cal. But Daniel, I... What would you label you me as? The an inner alchemy coach. <laughs> you are now an inner alchemy coach. Last Friday, you caught up with a few people that you hadn't seen in a while, and um, I'm sure the the question came up like, "What, yeah. do, you, what do you do?" Um, I did tell did them it? what do I do, but uh, didn't I didn't really have a good label for it. But I think that's probably <laughs> the best label to go for it. Man, um, that's the thing with this. Like, it's very bizarre. So unlike basketball coaching and unlike photography, teaching people about energy mastery and and the mind non-tangible things fear alchemy shadows light all that kind of stuff it's not only a complicated thing to teach because it's not just like with photography for example i'm just like get yourself a camera here's manual mode shutter speed aperture iso go and learn lightroom and then composition and light and blah 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 that's what you need to know this is much different to those sort of tangible things isn't it 
It is. It is. It is actually rather basic in nature. Like the actual fundamental understanding of what inner alchemy is and how to apply it is very easy. But it is all happening inside the mind. It is all happening with Correct. the emotion. So you can't. Um, yeah, you, you can't, can't say here. This is what you're aiming for. Yeah, not exactly. You have to. Like you know it very internally. It's very much you know. Obviously, there's you can manifest tangible results outside of yourself. Mm. But in terms of the the real growth, the real self mastery. Um, it's 100% how you feel inside, how much control, how much will do you actually feel. You know, it's it's not what you get. It's really who you are in this process. Totally. And this is a process for transforming who you are or really letting go of what you're not. I like And that. allowing yourself to be who you really are. And part of it is like, because it is experiential in nature, i.e. I can tell you what I'm experiencing, but you can't confirm what I'm experiencing because only I know what I'm experiencing, right? I feel like we need to give people a overview you're probably going to be better better at this than i am let's give people an overview of what inner alchemy is and then what can it actually be used for and who can use it what kind of person can a basketball coach use it oh anyone can sure? use inner alchemy oh it absolutely is it's all to do with um, transforming the mind what it essentially is it is the transferring of all fear-based consciousness in your mind your emotions all negative emotions all sadness, anger, anxiety, mm. frustration, any form of negative frequency of energy. It is the cutting off, the transforming them into their authentic light energy. It really is just the, the evaporation of all fear and just bringing, coming back to your true authentic self, becoming way more present with life. Mm. Yeah, just being super confident in who you are, uh, having no resistance, no friction in your life, stopping you from doing the things you want to do. Um, and and how that how you actually experience that? Well, you know we're having sixty to seventy thousand thoughts a day, and a lot of those are tension, a lot of that stress, a lot of that couples with feelings of anxiety, frustration, anger, whatever it might be, and it is the clearing out of all of that, and, mm. it, and it ends up having a very very clear mind, very very clear mind of knowing exactly what you want, know exactly the next step to take, mm -hmm. uh, feeling like you can just go on and on forever, and that you can just keep taking action, create what you want and being completely in touch with your intuition. Love it. So those are really the four major things. Yeah. So like, why why do you think inner alchemy? Because there's obviously like the aim of a lot of healing modalities and transformational arts, let's call them. Um, the aim is to remove fear. Um, and we, b between the both of us, we've, we've learned a few different modalities. But why is it that inner alchemy, why do we stop on inner alchemy and be like, this is the thing that we need to teach this is the thing that everybody needs to learn why is it that we care so much about this and why is this the most powerful thing because before we answer that i believe not only can everybody learn this but it's a great bolt-on for anybody who's already teaching any of the healing arts it's really something that can be used by anyone who's needs to transform themselves because it's a self-healing modality um and it's also something that let's say you're already um like a life coach or a transformation transformational coach of some kind just having these skills let's call them these this knowledge in your arsenal is extremely helpful to say the least um, hundred percent is. I'll give you a bit of a, a bit of a backstory of because you're talking about all of these different modalities, and there is a lot of them. And I remember probably about four or five years ago now, stumbling on some audio, sort of getting you know, in my very early days of personal development, 
hearing some audio about manifestation and the unconscious mind and how you could reprogram your unconscious mind you know over time through mm. affirmations and incantations and for that that period of time i was addicted to doing incantations every morning you know four minutes visualizing this four minutes saying this and they all certainly had some effect but it was very much like sprinkling you know dust upon my already made personality it wasn't it was Good expression yeah it was kind of like it would give me a boost of motivation but i'd have to keep reapplying 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 it's like mm. some block had to apply it and then put it off apply it and then put it off and taking a hell of a lot of effort and um, willpower yeah it took a lot of willpower and it wasn't um it was not having the this massive transformation that i really wanted it was sort of just yeah a bit of a bit of sprinkling a bit of icing on the cake but it wasn't really um packing a huge punch and i had a few modalities because there certainly are some powerful things out there i think mind movies was the most powerful affirmation mm. tool where it really mm. blasts you um and it certainly does you certainly get a you know it really is like affirmations on steroids where you get a huge you know, you're building some a whole new set of patterns and pathways. Um, the issue was that it, it it worked when I was super excited, when I was super excited because I could overcome, you know, when we're in a state of being super excited, we overcome so many challenges, we overcome so many of our fears, but to stay super excited all the time through just affirmations doesn't work. You, you always get hit with eventually the fear a comes relapse. up. Yeah, a relapse or whatever, and you have to keep applying. And um that eventually didn't work and a big reason that didn't work is because i was doing a lot of um tai chi and qigong at the time mm -hmm. and i was releasing a lot of tension from my body where all of this fear and negative emotion is is trapped and as soon as that fear started coming up and I had mountains and mountains of just fear coming up the my movie stopped working i'd be watching a my movie in negative mm. emotion mm. didn't work affirmations too didn't overwhelming. work too overwhelming as so i had yeah. too much fear i couldn't mm. actually get my mind to a point to actually visualize and experience some of these ideas that I wanted to pursue. So the, yeah. the fear was the thing that got in the way. And, you know, later down the road, we I know we both met studying neuro-linguistic programming. And that certainly was, I guess, the the, the in point of upgrades. Of upgrades. <laughs> Learning actually how to upgrade your psyche, upgrade your personality, and really clear out the illusions, the false senses of um, personality. Mm. So to go back to your point, there are a heap, a lot of modalities out there, but it was about this time last year that we kind of found upon inner alchemy and yeah. actually worked out this okay this is the process that we're going to use and since then we've never looked back we have just continued if anytime there is an issue anytime we, we want to create something and there's resistance we know okay i'm having thoughts emotions coming up we just use the inner alchemy tool we get to the root of what the issue is and then we we flip it we blow it out Alchemize we just it. we blow turn it, out. it out and then yeah. you can start moving forward again mm. and um since so, then yeah yeah so i i agree it's kind of like because for me because you can do this on yourself whenever you feel like it. It's 100% up to you how, how, how quickly you progress and how effective your, your transformation is. So the basic premise of this is just knowing when you're triggered, angry, upset or in a negative state of mind experiencing some kind of negative emotion. So the thing with when, you, when you're angry or upset at someone, the last thing you want to do is admit that it's something in you that's the problem. Like you usually just want to have an outburst and you want to enjoy the outburst. That's what the shadow likes to do. But with inner alchemy, what we, what we know is that whenever there's a negative emotion being emitted from us, it's something in us. And if we are going about life and we run into a situation where something, when we are triggered, when we are exhibiting this negative emotion, that's an opportunity for us. That is. It is a golden opportunity because an opportunity to, to up-level. To up-level code upgrade. So why don't we um, 
why don't we talk about you want to talk about the the four slash eight archetype energy groups uh, maps. The, uh, yeah. yeah let's talk about that map before we do that i want to give Go a ahead. little bit of backstory a little bit of background information that really helps actually grasp those archetypes because carl jung many many years ago came up with these four famous archetype pairs mm. and uh, an example is like the victim and the warrior the victims in the in the space of complaining feeling like it's constantly being attacked and its resources are taken away whereas the warrior is not i'm the one who goes out and gets the resources i'm in a constant state of resourcefulness i'm in a state of ability to set my own boundaries and create what i want and they're essentially patterns in our unconscious we have this you know conscious mind where we are aware of maybe five six seven you know thoughts or chunks of, of thinking of, of constructs of ideas but we also have this huge amount of information that we store in our unconscious all of our muscle movement patterns all mm. of our thinking patterns any area of expertise that you've ever studied you know your your work information what you learn at high school college in your social groups all the information that you have you know you're not accessing we're not even accessing our own name you know 95 99 percent of the time but all that information is right there we can list off all our friends our family whatnot whatever it is so we have this huge chunk of information behind us but this unconscious mind also stores a lot of negative emotion mm. we have an experience you know from any point in our life where we have you know we come to some negative conclusion about what happened or we feel like we were attacked or feel that we weren't worthy or feel like we didn't have our own power or we didn't know what to do or what to say um, and, and negative emotion is created that then actually gets stuck in our physical bodies and get stuck with tension there and then our mind we create new decisions about what who we are and our power in the world and mm. what the world is and how we you know interact with the world and these then form patterns that keep showing up in our life as right. we move forward and there are thousands of these there are thousands and thousands of these patterns and this whole inner alchemy work is about removing these patterns that get in our way that stop us from being who we are that stop us mm. from creating what we want and what Carl Jung did is he actually created these four archetype pairs that represent huge chunks of these patterns. We can always, all of, all of the fears that we have can be nailed down to these four uh, shadow fear-based archetypes. So the first one being the, the prostitute who fears its own security and safety mm -hmm. and it feels that it's not worthwhile in the world that it's not good enough and that it can't afford to actually put any effort in to create what it wants. And then we have the child who's afraid of its own authority and afraid of stepping into its own power. And then of course the victim and the saboteur. Correct. So I want to just add a few things to that. Um, so how this kind of manifests, like Cal's there talking about um, your body, your unconscious mind, how you have these patterns in you. So, the confusing thing about this is that you think you are. You just identify yourself as those patterns. Like you think that like I'll use the <laughs> I'll use the example of the the late breaker. I knew this guy who um whenever he was driving, he would just like wait to the last second to brake when there's a car in front of him. Like you pull up at a red light and he'll wait and it's just a massive like holy crap, why did you brake so suddenly? And he would say, I'm just a late breaker. Like <laughs> that's yes. just who I am. So with this, with these archetypes, the reason why it requires self-awareness and humility is because you're becoming aware of the negative aspects in you. And in order for you to to know that it's not you, you first have to kind of let it out of you and it is a part of you. It feels like it's you, but it's not you. So it requires you to be quite humble in that way. And so the way 
that we kind of identify it is in our con- in the magisterium consciousness map that we have each of these archetypes that Cal just mentioned they say certain things so like Cal was saying the prostitute is chasing approval so through your self-awareness you may find yourself when you're triggered or let's say I go to the coffee shop and um, I just find myself like being overly polite or something like that to the barista for some unknown reason I, I walk out and I'm like hang on a second what was going on there why was I being so over the top oh I'm chasing the approval of this person so the prostitute will say certain things i.e you will have certain thoughts it's like you're saying these things and when you become aware of those thoughts that's when you're able to group them into one of these four houses and follow the process of inner alchemy to alchemize the shadow into light so what cal hasn't talked about yet is that each of these four shadow archetypes also have opposing light archetypes Mm, and that's really just recognizing the patterns. So before, you know, Daniel, you're saying you were, you know, in the shop and some prostitute patterns came up. Um, in that, you can see where there's like a sense of, I feel like my security is based on what other people think of me. I need mm. other people to approve of me so therefore I can survive. And um, the realization there, you know, when you get to the root is actually, well, I have the power inside of me and I don't need anyone's approval. I'm, I'm the one who creates my own safety and security. And that creates a new pattern. And we, that's what we call that a light archetype pattern because it is an authentic pattern of your own inner power your own inner being of what you're truly capable of and that is a process of alchemy right there and when a shadow pattern is removed the the shadow actually uses it burns up energy in your system to actually stay operating to continue being alive it needs fuel and it's like having a lot of really high-tech fuel and running it through an old down, you know, burnt up machine that is using a hundred times more fuel than it needs to. And it's barely even moving because it's so inefficient. And what happens in that process of alchemy is you actually gain some will back. You actually gain will to your conscious ability to actually go and create and move forward in your life and do whatever you want to do. And that happens every single time you alchemize. You know, you, you get to the root of it, you feel a release in your body, energy comes back to you and you feel lighter. And um, it's, a sen- it's certainly a sensational feeling. Absolutely. So, like, think about this for a second. What does that mean? Like, so, Carl said there, we are freeing up trapped willpower. So, your willpower is trapped in your shadow, in the fear that you have in your unconscious mind. When you do the alchemy, alchemize that into love and light. You have more willpower on an unconscious level. What does that mean? It means that you will find yourself unconsciously going towards the things that you know you need to do with zero effort involved there's zero forcing things there's zero reminding yourself all the time that you need to do this you need to do that you're just going in the direction without really utilizing any effort whatsoever the concept of extra willpower is something that i think a lot of people don't typically experience no they definitely do not and you just don't you don't know because you've always experienced a certain way of being exactly wow how much the amount of you know i might think i only have that much will but Mm -hmm. so much of my will is actually tied up in these shadowy patterns that you gain it back and that's been one of the craziest things not only to gain a lot more will but to see myself clearing out a lot of these shadow patterns, mm. bring, having like all this anxiety come up and still just having the will to just smash through them on deep and become more and more uncomfortable on a day-to-day basis and still move forward in my life. 
And that's been crazy. Just having this will without yeah. doing any meditation, without doing any mm. kind of focus techniques, without like taking cold showers or doing any disciplinary techniques. Just purely, I actually really want to continue clearing all of this shit and gain more and more will. And it's just this, it's like this snowball that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger that just builds on itself. And you do like, when you start this work and the first time you kind of experience this release where you're like, oh my goodness, hang on, this actually works. Like, I'm actually making a change here. You you surprise yourself. Like, you surprise yourself at how different you feel. Um, I love that. So, trapped willpower. Um, I want to just talk about two other things as well because just, just put it out there before I forget. Being triggerless and also having clarity over your intuition. I think those two things are like something that I would consider the more obvious effects, the more obvious... Um, yeah, effects of doing inner alchemy. But imagine for a second, like everybody knows someone who's like triggered as, who just, it's very, it feels like you're walking on minefields. That's been me my whole, <laughs> my whole life. But like, trigger, yeah, you just, me. yeah. Or you just say one little thing and they're angry at you and you're like, what did I even say? Um, and, so, and also insecure as well. If you, um, mm. um, so Daniel talked about oh, yeah, how that's um, a huge uh, clarity of his intuition was mm-hmm. huge, as well as being triggerless, never getting angry by something. Um, and you can see that's very much a reflection of what Daniel's had to deal with, the patterns that he's been mm. overcoming. Mm. For, for my personal self, so much of my patterns have been about the need to gain approval from others, the need to be good enough for other people. And the way I would get triggered is like someone might say something or make a comment and I would instantly feel like I need to be good enough for that person. Otherwise, I don't feel safe. It was this feeling of, you know, unsafe, like falling down a well, not feeling security in myself. And that's... and so I can Insecure, also, non-safety. Yeah, yeah non-safety. Yeah. And a big part of that is realizing, obviously, that, you know, I'm the creator of my own safety and being okay my with that. safety being comes from me. Completely okay with conflict and completely okay with someone else not approving of me whatsoever and being mm. ill-affected by it in the slightest. Uh, magical. Yeah. Magical. And you don't see those triggers as much. Like if you're looking at... Yeah, if you don't, if you don't see someone else, like particularly when someone gets quite angry, it's very obvious, but uh, it's generally a lot harder to see when someone falls into their shell. Certainly if you've experienced that as your own you know negative emotion you notice it very very quickly and that's another thing is the the stuff that you've dealt with in your own life the challenges you've dealt with are the things that you see the most readily in other people and it's like we teach best what we're here to learn the lessons that you've had to learn through your own life the things that you can turn around and then see them in other people there's almost too many things to talk about carl (laughs) there is a lot to talk about um yeah so i actually it's interesting because I've, I've never, until I started this work, um, I never really understood what being insecure meant. You know what I mean? Like, as far as I was concerned, it was just like a thing where you, you look at, like, it's almost like a, an insult that's kind of thrown around, you know, like, oh, he's so insecure, she's so insecure. But it literally means you don't feel safe. Like, insecurity is lack of safety. So, the prostitute lover channel, which is one of the four channels, that is all about insecurity and, f- and self-love, really. The opposite mm. of insecurity is self-love, knowing your safety comes from you, not chasing acceptance and approval from other people. So it's, it's interesting how these triggers manifest. Like we, we, we say that we, we each have, when we start this work, a, uh, a core wound or a, um, what is it, a home Home archetype, channel, home yeah. channel archetype, and all that all that really yeah. means it's the it's the archetype that you're most prominently dealing with, the energy exactly. that you're most prominently dealing with out of those four four different archetypes. And so, 
Carl is saying that his one has been mainly the prostitute. Mine has been the victim one, which is just like, how would you describe that, Carl? Like, I mean, I there's a lot of anger involved with victim. There's a lot of like, um, and I'm just talking about how it manifests. So the thing that I'm loving the most from this work is just being able to have conversations with people and not only am I not getting triggered, but I'm just able to see and experience other people for who they truly are, especially through that channel. Yeah. Um, because I can, I'm able to separate the fear from them. So I know when they're talking or speaking from their fear and it allows me to forgive people a lot more easily, a lot it's not even really forgiveness. It's just knowing that it's not really them. It's not their authentic self. Mm. Well, well, a big one with that, with the victim, I know from my own victim, it's, it's like the feeling that someone's trying to invade me or take up my space, take up my resources, you know, use me for a doormat um, and like everything's sort of breaking down. And um, I know from, from living with Daniel, getting to know him, particularly early on, it was, you know, if I wanted to borrow something from Daniel, he might feel that I'm actually taking it from him rather than just like, no, no, this is just a friendly, a sort of friendly transaction. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what happens. In my mind, I'm like two steps ahead in my own little world in those situations. Like if, if Cal asked me something like, let's say you want to, I don't know, like the other day you wanted to borrow the, my belt because mm. he was going out. In my mind, I think that he's using me for some particular reason. <laughs> you use me for my belt. <laughs> yeah, so between us, we've got the prostitute lover, the victim warrior channel. Um, now, being triggerless, what else can I say about being triggerless? It's the, A way I would describe it is I used to go to those little like arcade game areas and there's that ice hockey game where you have a puck and it's like the airs, there's air pushing up the puck and then you bang it. And the puck would just keep on going and going and going. And it's like, there's nothing, there's no like sandpaper stopping it with friction. You know, it's like being in a mm. zero gravity environment where it's like the moment you just push off in a certain way, you just keep moving in that direction. You just keep on going without any like gravity pulling you back down. So it's literally like you are reducing the amount of gravity in your life. That is actually a, a way that I'd describe it until a point where nothing triggers you, where yes. you can say whatever you want to say to who you want to say it knowing that you're completely safe you're like completely secure with who you are that you're not getting attacked that you're not getting victim that you're the source of all of your creative power that no one else has that power over you and you just go you just go on and you just start you killing live your it. life yeah you live your life yeah so intuition let's talk about intuition so i want to just quickly talk about something um with respect to abraham hicks so the thing with abraham hicks is now, tell me if I get this wrong, because I haven't listened to the teachings in a while. Um, Abraham Hicks has a phenomenal way of navigating your mind into a, a positive place where you can you can believe. You can believe that, you know, you can follow your intuition and do the things that you need to do to live the life of your dreams. But the problem that I've always had with the one question I've had is, when it comes to following your intuition, her teachings are about just doing what feels good, right? But sometimes what feels good or what feels easy is actually what the shadow wants mm. and not necessarily what your intuition wants. 
So how do we differentiate between what are the what are the commands or actions from our intuition and what is our what is the voice of our shadow? So the voice of our shadow is the procrastinator. It's a number of things. But it's sometimes just the thing that is going to make you feel good in that in the moment. And the thing with this work of inner alchemy is that you are completely clarifying removing all fear around your intuitive thoughts around those intuitive commands and the thing with learning it is that nobody else can tell you what your intuition is telling you to do only you know so you're the only one who can learn the voice of let's call it the voice of your intuition but how do you know that it's not the voice of your shadow that is a good question. And as you continue to do this work, you gain the ability to differentiate more and more and more until it becomes a lot easier, unless you're in a deep shadow um, where it can be a bit more challenging. But we know shadow for a fact is when you're in a shadow, you are focusing on some sort of worst case scenario. You're trying to do something or say something to avoid a potential situation occurring, a catastrophe, a situation where you get receive disapproval you feel tension in the body you actually feel physical tension where this emotion is arising up mm. and yeah you're, you're focused on you're, you feel cold it's like your energy is being sucked in you're in survival mode versus when you're in your authentic creative mode when you're just being yourself you're in a very creative mode where you're just moving everything just becomes abundant everything just gets created more and more and more and more and more versus survival where it's this constant feeling of i'm losing i'm losing approval i'm losing resources I, I don't know what to do. No one's, I don't have any power. That's, that's how we know when, when we're in shadow. We're, we're feeling negative emotion, there's tension in the body and we're focused on a worst case situation. There you go. That's it. Well, no one needs to take our course anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the thing though, but think about this. Think about what your life would be like if you knew exactly what steps, what you needed to do, what your intuition was telling you you knew exactly what your intuition was telling you in order to get the thing that you have desired, that you have set the intention to receive. So manifestation 101, we set our intention, we think about the thing we want, then we follow our intuition to get it. Without any fear thoughts, without any shadow thoughts around your intuition, your manifestation, your manifestations come to you extremely quickly. You are becoming more magnetic. So... What's the point in, in trying to manifest something, bring it to you, attract it to you, the law of attraction, when, let's say, as Joe Dispenza says, or multiple people, in fact, the, your being has a split 95% unconscious, 5% conscious, right? Mm. If 95% of you is 100% fear, then you're pushing away most of the things that you're trying to manifest. You're not very magnetic. But if you're doing the work with inner alchemy on your unconscious mind at the root level, you are on a daily basis m increasing the magneticness. Is that a word? Don't know, but we'll yeah, use it. We'll use it. <laughs> your, yeah, your magneticness. Mm. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought he had a word, but he didn't. You're um, just becoming more and more magnetic. There we is go. what's going on. And, and, but it's happening on an unconscious level. And what this means is that things come to you. You are becoming unconsciously magnetic. 
That's the biggest difference. And, and the yeah. reason for that is because you're no longer manifesting your shadows. You're no longer manifesting your fears. Mm. I mean, you, you're manifesting what you want in life and you're also manifesting what you don't want. The inner alchemy tool is just removing all this don't wantness so that what is left is only what you want and things happen incredibly rapidly. That's there's so, so common that people are trying to manifest something but the reason they can't manifest it is not because they're not pushing it and willpowering enough. It's because there's there is a shadow, there is a, a negative belief, a belief that they actually can't create it, or a belief that they're not good enough, or they're not actually worth the money, or the the relationship, or whatever it might be. And the the actual step to creating that thing is to get rid of that belief, is to get rid of that negative shadow. And because like, here's the thing, you can actually willpower over this. You can your conscious mind is that strong that it, you can completely override your unconscious. But what generally happens is you create the thing, you're like, oh, this is great. But the only way to keep the thing mm-hmm. is to use incredible willpower and conscious effort. 100%. And, that, and then people just lose what they get. They gain it and then they lose it. Versus when you get rid of the shadow permanently and you're just living in light, you just you literally walk into it accidentally and it stays there and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's so it's 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 really hard to believe that what we're saying is actually true because that's literally what happens. Things come to you unconsciously. I don't I don't think that statement actually kind of makes sense, but it's like it's less like you feel lucky. You just become one of those lucky guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like you're unconsciously streaming light energy. That's really what it is. You're just you know we're all going through life. Are we streaming light energy or are we streaming shadow fear based survival energy? Because when we're streaming survival energy. We're creating those circumstances in our head. And I can say one thing that's been crazy from doing all this alchemy is I no longer seem to attract like conflicting, serious conflicting conversations with anyone. Mm. Situations that there is negative tension between the two people. I just do not attract those people. When someone does have tension within them, I don't see that side of them. Mm. You just straight away just un- untriggered by any of their attempts. Not like they might be angry, mm. but it's not triggering anything in me. You know, it's not you. So I'm just like, if that's their own experience. I know it's not me. And therefore I just continue to be myself and it just, their, their energy just completely diminishes and they come back to a, a very neutral state. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you notice it and it's it's completely about what you're streaming. You know, we're all, we're constantly streaming 24-7. You know, are we streaming our energy through our true authentic light energy self or are we streaming survival shadow-based energy where we're just creating more things that we don't want? Couldn't have said it better. Literally could not have said that better. Get out. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> all right, man. Um, what do you... Do you want to add anything else? What are you thinking? Um, look, that's that's it's pretty really, much it. This is yeah. That's what we're going to be talking about. Like, if you're if you're not in the Facebook group, just jump on Facebook, search for Magisterium, join the group. This is where we do the teachings. We teach you most of this stuff, all of it, in fact, for free. Um, jump in there and uh, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And begin the journey of inner alchemy. We will give you guys a actual like, how do you actually do this step? How do you obviously we've talked about how to recognize shadow and to go on this journey because it is once you start going on this journey. You don't go back to whatever the hell else you're doing. When you really notice don't. the up levels, when you notice the increased will, when you notice that you are happier so much more of the time and you can just see where this is going, you're just going to continually get more and more authentic, more and more light energy. It, you're, you, you just go all in and you just keep creating and life just keeps getting better and better and better. And the things that you want and all the things that were in the way, the things that made it seem impossible, just get out of the way and you just step forward into wherever you're going. Done deal. All right. Catch you next time. Thanks Catch for you listening. next time, guys.